Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T R Y L I F E M D.com. There's a whole fleet of them. Look on the ASA. My gosh. They're all going against the wind. It was basically a cube with inside of sphere where the points of the cube uh, were touching outside of the sphere. States. It's a worldwide phenomenon. That UFO podcast is powered by Zencaster. Zencaster is one of the world's leading platforms for recording and hosting podcasts. The open beta strives to put the power of studio quality remote video production into the hands of anyone with a story to tell. Features include HD video recording, studio quality sound, chat and footnotes all running right from your browser so you can record from anywhere without ever installing anything. Check out the links in the show description to find out more. This is James Fox and you're listening to That UFO Podcast. Was there a leaning that this was potentially extraterrestrial in in origin or were they leaning towards a more man-made explanation potentially? Well, well, uh, it was said, it was said, uh, I, I tend to stress it was said because I really did not have the possibility to, 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 to see it, to read it. It was said that a possible ET origin of this phenomenon could not be completely ruled out. So this is what it was said, and please take it for at face value, uh, because I do not know if this is true. But this is what I heard in uh, in some not not in not just one occasion, but in some occasion I I heard this story. So I I I refer this, but again, this is something that I cannot confirm myself. No, of course, uh, and you work within government yourself. Uh, what sort of conversations can or do you have about the subject with your colleagues? Do they entertain the notion? Well, uh, you see, I, I, I work with, for the Italian Ministry of Foreign Affairs, which typically only deals with uh, with the terrestrial powers. <laughs> okay. I ten- yes, um, I, I'm joking, but I mean, uh, I'm 
half percent joking, half percent serious in the sense that, of course, this is, I mean, my my interest for the UFO slash ET subject has nothing to do with my work. Um, yes, with my colleague, uh, I mean, they know, they know my interest and sometimes they they like to to hear to, to what I have to, to tell them. And, but I, Again, uh, as I said before concerning the Italian media, uh, I also from their reaction, I can see that the subject, the subject, the whole subject is being taken and considered more and more seriously in Italy. And that's wonderful to hear. Paolo, how did you now come to be involved with ISER as an organization? Well, uh, First of all, I started my involvement uh, within the uh, ufological uh, activities with the Centro Ufologico Nazionale. Centro Ufologico Nazionale, I am a member since um, 2008, and uh, I am the responsible for the foreign contacts, of course, <laughs> of the in, in the Centro Ufologico. And uh, I was... Um, I can say I was not nominated <laughs> uh, by Roberto Pinotti, who is now the president of the not only of the Centro Ufologico but also of ISER. I was nominated by him and to be the the Italian representative. I was accepted by the others, and and that was. In the beginning, in fact, I am one of the one of the founders. My my num my number is uh, is seven, <laughs> and uh, and I said, "My can I add two two zeros?" <laughs> they said, "No, no, you are seven. <laughs> anyway, so this is uh, how I became involved with uh, with ISER. Now, why is it important to have an organization like ISER? on the world stage? It is important because, uh, you know, first of all, uh, the private research on the UFO phenomenon has always, uh, has never seen an uh, international organization. So there were many organizations in, uh, in Italy, in the UK, in the US, in France, in Spain, you name it. But but there was there wasn't any truly international organization with to study to privately privately study the UFO phenomenon. So I think this is important because um, because we know the the UFO or UAP subject as a phenomenon as you prefer is indeed a truly worldwide uh, phenomenon so why not uh, why not an international organization rooted in many countries of, of of this planet to study i and also also it is the time in my opinion to uh, have the research on the ufo subject on the ufo phenomenon uh, in private hands, because until now, and of course this is still going on, uh, the research and all the informations on the UFO phenomenon, or UAP if you prefer, are monopoly of the military, 
slash of the intelligence. And so, as long as we go on this way, we will never arrive anywhere because each one will, of course, uh, continue to study privately on his own without sharing anything, keeping everything under heavy, heavy secrecy and so on. So this is why there is a, a, real, a, a real need for a change of, uh, how can I say, a change of gear in this um, in the research, in the private research of on the UFO phenomenon. And ICER wants to be exactly this. I'm sure for many years, uh, you and your colleagues at ICER have had an eye on the United States and the happenings over there, starting with To The Stars Academy of Arts and Science in 2017, and now further efforts by Luis Elizondo, Christopher Mellon, and others <clears throat> to bring the conversation to the public. What have you learned from from their attempts to move this conversation forward? Well, uh, the first thing I can say is that they are really sincere, in my opinion. I had the possibility to interact with uh, Lou Elizondo quite uh, extensively during the last um, San Marino Congress, and I can tell he's really a honest person, sincere guy, sincerely uh, doing what he can for the cause, so so to speak. And and this uh, term, the cause, is the one that he himself uses frequently. And uh, I can say that um, in. My, but in any case, in my opinion, what is happening now in in the U.S. Uh, is due to the action of President Trump, not because he was uh, interested in the subject and wanted uh, disclosure to happen. No, no, not at all. But what he did is that he removed a lot of top officers uh, in the army, uh, in the military, and in the intelligence. So, if this is true, that in uh, in the military slash intelligence complex there have always been two factions, one pro disclosure and the other against disclosure, while the the against the 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 faction that was against disclosure has always been uh, the majority, the vast majority, so that no disclosure could ever happen. Uh, so if this was true, then what President Trump has done has actually op- sprung the door open for the, until now, minority which was in favor of disclosure, so that finally they could start acting. So in my opinion, nowadays we have the duo of um, Lou Elizondo with uh, Chris Mellon, who are the two frontmen of this, while we have a number of uh, high-level officers or top-level officers, may, officers maybe, uh, we, uh, in service uh, in, in the military-slash-intelligence uh, community, who are those who, uh, how can I say, um, may make 
the uh, this process of disclosure possible and i say process because now it's almost 3 years that it's been going on and we can see that there i mean uh, judging by how things developed in in uh, starting from december 9 2017 we can see and we can understand that there is indeed um um, how can I say? There is indeed a plan for this, and it's not something that is happening just by chance. No, no. Uh, I mean, it's my opinion, and I think this can be, uh, how can I say, not not just my opinion, but how the way go. That I mean, uh, there is a plan for uh, for disclosure, and they are f- uh, for a gradual, of course, process of disclosure. And they are acting according to 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 this plan. So uh, very likely, I suppose that in 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 a, in a few months we will see something more. And I dare to um, foresee that maybe the next um, important uh, event on this on this plan could be on on the development of, of this plan could be. The fact that, um, how can I say, that the U.S. government uh, takes into consideration the possibility that these devices are actually ET, ET ET mate devices, or that the uh, extraterrestrial hypothesis, the ETH, is actually being considered by the U.S. government. So I think this could be, I mean, this is my... Uh, how can I say a, a, a forecast? <laughs> I, okay. I I dare to 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 formulate, but I mean, in any case, what what I want to say, I mean, what we are as the events at which we are ex- assisting nowadays, they are not uh, casual. I mean, they are not by hazard. They are not. Uh, they are enacted following a specific plan. Sure, they are by design, I think, is is definitely looking likely. Now, on October 8th, ISER released a press release to confirm that on the 13th of September, a small delegation uh, with members of the CUN and uh, basically presented documentation to uh, a member of the San Marino, uh, Minister of Culture for San Marino, sorry, Andrea Baluzzi, uh, documentation pertaining to Project Titan. Now, you are looking essentially to use the the country of San Marino to take the this notion of UFOs to the UN, which should be a lofty change for the conversation. Why San Marino? Why San Marino as the vessel? Yes, there, there's a very, very specific reason for, for this. So now uh, I would like to, to, to make clear. Now let's stop talking of the US and now let's start uh, uh, talking about this initiative, which has been called the Project Titan. Not to be confused with the Project Titan of Apple, which is a project meant to prepare to um, create, a, if I'm, if I remember well, an autonomous drive vehicle. So that's another matter. <laughs> so this Project Titan or Progetto. Titano in Italian 
is uh, formulated jointly by the Centrofologico Nazionale and the ICER uh, to invite San Marino to uh, pre, uh, to the San Marino government to propose the United Nations um, project for the establishment within the UN structure of an office. I mean, something small. I mean, not not an, anything, nothing big, of an office who tasked with the organization of a periodic world conference under the aegis of the United Nations on the state of the studies on the UFO phenomenon to be held in the Republic of San Marino. So this is basically the project. Uh, uh, I mean, this is basically what the Project Titan is for. And so, of course, why San Marino? There are some good reasons for this. San Marino, uh, first of all, is not at all... Uh, I mean, San Marino is um, uh, is being... Uh, wait, I must find, find the proper <laughs> English okay. words. I'm, I'm sorry, but you know it's not my mother tongue. So... <laughs> I have to. I mean, San Marino is not stranger to the UFO or UAP phenomenon because it has hosted 330 um, editions of the Congress of the sorry of the World Symposium on UFOs and related phenomena. So it's not. I mean, it's 30 edition, which is not. Uh, is quite a considerable number. Uh, San Marino has been the first uh, state in Europe to devote uh, a stamp, uh, to issue a stamp on the UFO subject. And in uh, and nowadays, they have devoted two stamps to the UFO phenomenon. San Marino is a neutral state, and they are proud of their ne neutrality, uh, they, uh, knowing that the neutrality makes the small republic an ideal place for meeting, for dialogue. So what better uh, of this? I mean, San Marino would, could really become the Geneva for the UFOs, actually. And I'm confident in... Uh, I'm confident that the uh, government of San Marino will uh, appreciate the importance of this because uh, this, of course, the, this is going, I mean, is going something which, if, it, if they approve it, of course, they will have to do quite an effort for, to organize this. But, I mean, this is something that from... Uh, from this, they could benefit, greatly benefit, in terms of spreading the knowledge of the of the small republic in the world, in terms of tourism, in terms of international stand of the republic. I mean, because, of course, they could do, I mean, uh, with this initiative, they would do an action which which has a great merit for the whole for the for the whole world actually i mean it's not exaggerated to 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 tell this so 
And this is why San Marino was chosen, was also chosen because, of course, uh, we have contact with the, with the government. Uh, the Centrofologico Nazionale, of course, has uh, contacts uh, with, uh, with the San Marino government. So, I mean, but the, the most important thing is that, I mean, San Marino is no strangers to the UFO, not at all. So this is, and, and, uh, and also, as I said before, he is very proud of its uh, independency and neutrality. So I don't see a better place for this kind of event, for a world, world uh, conference on the, the studies on the UFO phenomenon on to be held in San Marino, to have everyone who is interested in studying the phenomenon, be that UN specialized agencies, be there specialized entities of governmental bodies of uh, UN member states, be those, be that uh, international organizations like ISER, for instance, or private organizations like the MUFON or others, I mean, or um, CSU and so on. So, I mean, uh, this is why we think that San Marino is the perfect place to become, I mean, and it's it's really, uh, could really become the Geneva of the UFO. I like to use, I like very much to use this term. And I'm confident that they will be, they w- will appreciate the importance of this proposal. Absolutely. That that makes sense that it's a nation that maybe doesn't have as much to lose in terms of reputation, not to mean that offensively that a Italy, a Germany, a United Kingdom would bring in these conversations forward who, who potentially would rather sit back and allow someone else to broach that subject. And it's a very brave thing to do. I would ask if Project Titan was successful in securing an office within the UN for the study of UAP, would you be hoping for access to historic governmental data or would you see it as a fresh start and a point to which move forward from? Well, uh, well, originally what the project um, foresee is the creation of a small office within the United Nations structure, but this office is just tasked with the organization of this conference. Uh, so, I mean, it's not like in uh, 1978 with the Grenada um, Initiative. Uh, the Grenada Initiative was meant <clears throat> to create uh, um, a full body for specifically the study of the UFO phenomenon. I mean, it was uh, um, a proposal for something big, actually big. <clears throat> what the this project, this uh, what this project uh, um, foresee is a small structure. I mean, the smallest as possible, not to be, uh, not 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 to be. How can I say? To use. Not not destructive, uh, not to use uh, uh, too much uh, resources. I mean, of the of the UN uh, budget, but a small office meant to organize this this world conference, and this world conference uh, would be held within San Marino within the, the territory of the Republic. So, I mean, it's not an office that has to study anything. No, 
No, no, the office is uh, in charge, uh, would, should be in charge of this, or of the organization of this conference. And the conference uh, would be meant to uh, assess the quality and the level of studies on the UFO phenomenon. And of course, would also work, for, would also function as a, land, um, as a place of discussion, of exchange of ideas, of exchange of diffusion of knowledge uh, previously owned by single states or single organization, and a platform to propose new ideas also for the study of the phenomenon, and, and last but not least, a way to instruct the public on the reality of the phenomenon and what is being done to study it properly. You see, so and um, uh, by the way, Andy, I take the opportunity to make a connection with 1978's Grenada Initiative. <clears throat> there is one thing which is sometimes needs to be properly um, sp spelled out, <laughs> so to speak. Uh, some, I often heard saying that the Grenada Initiative just um, was aborted when there was the, the coup d'état. Uh, the the how do you say in English the uh, uh, when the regime when the regime yeah. of uh, Sergei was overthrown by Bishop so uh, and then uh, the proposal of Grenada was ju remain just uh, how can I say ha hanging there and could not be properly discussed, and so on. No, this is not, repeat, not correct. Because uh, formally speaking, I mean from a formal point of view, the Grenada proposal, uh, uh, I'm speaking of uh, the Grenada proposal of 1978, because Grenada proposed, um, ma made another proposal the, the year before. In any case, what is more important is that the Grenada proposal of 1978 indeed make, made its complete... Um, uh, how do you say in English? Either um, made, I mean, was formally uh, com uh, was formally completed. I mean, because the Grenada presented its proposal. The proposal was assigned by the UN Secretary General Office to be discussed in the Special Political Committee. The Special Political Committee met at least three times that year to discuss this item. And then uh, the Special Political Committee, at the end of discussion, uh, recommended that the UN, uh, the UN General, uh, General uh, Assembly voted this proposal. Uh, the proposal then went to the uh, uh, General Assembly and was uh, approved by consensus. So the formal... Uh, how can I say? Um, uh, I missed the process. Term. Yes, yes, uh, right. The 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 whole process of this uh, proposal was completed. I mean, there was nothing left hanging, so to speak. Sure. So, what is what is actually 
what remained actually hanging is the spirit of the proposal, not the formal proposal itself. I mean, it, it is important because it's a, I mean, uh, it's an important distinction to do. It's the the, the original spirit of uh, which led to this proposal, which is still nowadays hanging. And ideally, ideally, this project Titan uh, wants wants to reconnect to the spirit of this not not to the to the formal request because that that's another story but the spirit of it is to i mean to bring the subject the phenomenon of ufo to the attention of the united nation so this is some and this is something that icer uh, is one of the stated intentions of icer to bring the discussion on UFOs to the highest level of political uh, debate. That's a, that's a wonderful notion and one we look forward to hopefully being seen through to its fullest potential. You've been very generous with your time, but I'd like just a few more minutes to go through just a couple of listener questions My that pleasure. have been sent in for you, Paolo. The first one is from Mike, and Mike wants to know, are there some significant players in this subject of whom the general public might not be aware of that maybe want to remain anonymous but are working in the background? Um... um... Uh, concerning to what specifically? So with yourself, with your colleagues at ISAR, is it all very much public facing or are there individuals helping that don't want to be their, you know, their, their participation to be known? Concerning ISAR, we are mostly ourselves. We don't have anyone working in the shadow. I mean, <laughs> I mean, at least. <laughs> but we prefer, in any case, we prefer to be as public as possible because this is one of the uh, stated. Also, this one. Uh, well, I would say this is another of the ISIS stated intention to be as much as public as possible and to bring. I- mm-hmm, I'll just follow up then on Mike's behalf because I think he may be also be getting at other individuals potentially within the Italian government or intelligence communities like a Luis Elizondo who are working for the betterment of this subject. Mm-hmm. But I can tell you, concerning the Italian side, nothing. I can tell you for sure that we, ha- I, I have no, no contact myself uh, with no one who can be in a position of of helping in the shadow and so on. So the the reply, as long as Italy is concerned, is no. So at the moment, you would be our uh, Luis Elizondo, Paolo, which is which is more than uh, more than good enough for us. It looks like uh, Dan would like to know what are some of the obstacles that could prevent Project Titan from succeeding. Uh, one thing that I fear, well, the thing that I fear most is that. The, the San Marino, the government of San Marino, could find that this is maybe something which is a bit too too much for them. I mean, I'm, I'm I mean, let's be clear. I'm just speculating. I, I 
I hope, I really hope that uh, they will uh, appreciate and understand and appreciate the importance of this initiative for, of course, for the cause, which is something which is interest, interesting for us, and for San Marino itself, which is something which interests to them as the government of the Republic. So, uh, how can I say... I think this is the very likely the most uh, foreseeable uh, problem which which we could face. This is why the project states very clearly that ICER and uh, the Centrofologico Nazionale will support the uh, government of San Marino for anything which could be necessary, specifically on the ufological side and also on the procedural side in case but what is most important of course is uh, that they are properly helped in uh, those matters that rely properly to the ufo phenomenon because of course this is something very specialized that uh, i mean uh, which which needs a specific uh, a specific support on this so i mean um this is the only problem that I really can foresee, and I and I hope that I mean they, and of course we will be more than willing to. Again, I I, I want to stress it once more: we are more than willing to support them, as ICER joining forces with the Centrofologico Nazionale. So these two bodies, we will be more than happy to support them as in in any. Uh, way it, it may be necessary. Do you have a plan B for Project Titan if the San Marino initiative falls through? Mm, it's a half percent yes, but I prefer not to say anything for the moment. I mean, um, we have a certain idea of of what to do in case in case uh, the reply of San Marino would be negative, but for the moment I prefer to say to say nothing because it I mean it's nothing it ju- just a basic idea but nothing concrete. Hopefully, nothing we have to use, and hopefully it goes through as planned. I really, I really hope so. I really hope so because I, I, I would really like very much to see San Marino, as I told you before, become the Geneva of the UFO, a place where people of any specialist of any kind meet, discuss, and exchange information, exchange idea, present new initiatives, present new new ideas also, and so on. So, I mean, that would be, that would be fantastic. And it, it would be a naturalist extension of the 30 years of symposium, on UFO symposium, that we have organi- organized as the Centrofologico Nazionale, under the because of these uh, symposium uh, symposia which were organized for 30 edition were always under the spons- sponsorship of the San Marino government they were organized by the Centrofologico but and they were under the sponsorship of the San Marino government so you see this is uh, this is important, and I mean, uh, you can understand. This is a ne- 
I see it uh, very well as a natural extension of this activity that we're, we are uh, doing since uh, three decades, I mean. And a nice question, Paolo, to finish up on from Dave. Do you think the international approach will improve the chances for a quicker disclosure timeline than perhaps maybe the case if it was led by one nation such as the United States? Definitely, definitely so. I, I do agree with Dave. Absolutely, absolutely. The, it. Uh, I mean, we must, and the, and this is one of the basic reason for ICER. It's uh, as I said before, and and uh, I like to to repeat it now. I mean, uh, ICER is the first or international organization of this kind, and because we think that ICER is, I mean, a necessary step. I mean, not specifically ICER, but I mean, it is necessary to start bringing the uh, the discussion on the ufo subject on the ufo phenomenon at the international at the dimension of the international level this is absolutely necessary because if uh, each one goes on each state each nation goes on on his own under the military intelligence leadership to study ufos of course keeping everything they know under heavy secret and so on we will never never go anywhere we will never do uh, we will never have any chance of improving our knowledge and and uh, and having actually a real disclosure Paolo, can you let the listeners and the viewers on YouTube who will be watching know how you and your colleagues can be found online? Where can they find your work? Yes, of course. Well, I have a, I have a website which is mostly in Italy, in Italian, because you know, uh, and until now, my my UFO related uh, related activity has been within uh, the national boundaries of Italy, so to speak, because uh, most of my activity was of translating UFO-related, uh, I mean, uh, documents in re- relevant uh, to the UFO research uh, translated into Italian and published into my website. So uh, I have this website where I have published a lot of a uh, great number of translations, but they are translations into Italy, into Italian. So <laughs> I think that could be could not be of a great utility to uh, English-speaking uh, persons. So, and but I have a um, Twitter account which is. Uh, uh, I'm trying to internationalize it as much as possible nowadays with uh, with my ICER activity. And this is Paolo Guiz, P-A-O-L-O-G-U-I-Z-5-6. P-A-O-L-O-G-U-I-Z-5-6. This is the my Twitter account, and uh, this is the one I'm using. I'm not using Facebook, uh, at least at the moment. And uh, so this is my this is my 
main contact at the moment. Um, contact, I mean, uh, it's the social media I use the most for, at least for the moment. Then I w- I'm planning to put up a properly done Facebook page, but I mean, you know, having to work. <laughs> yes, I know. Th- I know the, the feeling. The the time I can I have to 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 devote myself to to this is really really rather limited. So. For the moment, I only I only use Twitter, uh, and you can also find Acer's work at Acer Network, which is the yes, Acer website yes, as yes. well. If anyone wants to go on and that's, check that, out. that's more international. Yes, and uh, exactly Acer Network. This is the the website. At the moment, is uh, not well. I mean, um, because you know we we are still. I mean, we we officially uh, announced ourselves uh, publicly in june so no sorry may end of may so it's uh, just a few months that iser exists so there are still a good amount of things that needs to be fixed to be properly done and one of these is the website which is uh not uh, not so i'm gonna say not yet uh uh, prepared as we would would like, but of course it takes time and it takes effort. And, <laughs> and but in, in any case, we are twenty eight now. We are twenty eight national representatives, uh, all scattered all over the world, and each uh, representative has a, a deputy. So we are more than 50, 56, 57 persons in this in this uh, in this group. And but we we have um, I mean I can tell you this for the moment we ha- do not have those many resources, especially especially uh, on the of the financial kind. But we do have a lot of ideas, and we and we want to. Mm, turn these ideas into realities that is all for this week's show thank you very much for listening please remember to leave the podcast a review on your chosen platform you can like retweet and subscribe that would all be very much appreciated the shows are being uploaded onto youtube as we speak more and more you can sign up at patreon.com forward slash that ufo podcast to access shows ad free as well please get in touch on twitter facebook instagram that ufo podcast of course on twitter it's at ufo uap am and again folks as always keep looking up you never know what you might see it wasn't a tic-tac and not quite a saucer more like a hubcap designed by chaucer a little baroque and quite steampunk like alice was playing bass for the parliament of the little fucker hovered right inside of my window, and when I shoved out the screen, he made it an issue. I don't think he expected me to see his ass, but I'd had some champagne and smoked a little Meditative game of fateful on meta. I can't imagine how it could have been any better. I got to the top of the stairs, and there he was. Like, you awake? I was about to abduct you, cuz. out the window after the elf and I woke up in my bed and there was something on my head and everything was weird and everything was red and I called up my boys, they thought this was noise, they thought it was a dream, they thought it was my toys, they thought it was my problems and they think I should seek therapy and I don't know what it is because it doesn't really scare me.
Consider your heart, consider time, consider your space, consider your lies, consider your life, consider your eyes. Selling a little, or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to do we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap, or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify's the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash audioboom, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash audioboom now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash audioboom. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? 
they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino's home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.